0: I'd like to now introduce our first speaker, Park Guthrie, the founder of Schools for Climate Action, which is a nonpartisan grassroots volunteer campaign with a mission to empower school boards to speak up for climate action in order to protect current and future students. I've been personally inspired by his passion and success in working with the school boards in California to pass climate resolutions. But before Park begins, I just want to note that all attendees will stay on mute during the presentation. If you have a question, please type your question into the box in your control panel, and you can do that anytime during the presentation. And at the end of the presentation, we'll call on people with questions. Thank you. Take it away, Park.
1: Okay, great. Well, um, first of all, everybody, thank you so much for for being on this call. And thank you, uh, Tish and Generation 180 for inviting me on the call. Uh, My name's Park Guthrie, and, uh uh-oh, let me try to advance, there there I am, Uh, that's a picture of me with my two oldest kids, uh, Kai, who's now 15, and Lola, who's 14, and that's a picture of us in Washington, D.C. last June, where we uh, went to lobby with Citizens Climate Lobby. Uh, I've been a public school teacher for over 17 years in Northern California. I was an army brat growing up. Uh, I've also worked as a landscape contractor, an outward bound instructor, and I started a a school and community garden nonprofit called Urban Tilth, which is uh, doing great work in Richmond, California. And uh, I have three kids and I'm married to Kristen Klingelhofer, so that's who I am. I want to give an overview today about schools for climate action. I want to talk about the spiral of silence and and why it's actually a great problem to have. I want to give some tips on working with school boards, and then I want to end with a call to action. Just a heads up, conventional wisdom says that uh, for a 15 to 20 minute talk, you should have only about 15 to 20 slides. I, uh, I couldn't quite get there. So um, buckle your seatbelts, and if I talk too fast, you can replay it on half speed. Um, <laughs> I always like to start uh, talking about who I am speaking up for. And so uh, that's a picture of uh, my family. That's me, the youngest one at the bottom, and this is in the early 70s. Uh, I was an Army brat growing up, and um, both my parents were also Army brats. And so um, that's a it's a pretty uh, important and emotionally complex time uh, in the early '70s. Uh, I was born nine months after my dad came back from Vietnam. There's me with my three kids. The quick story behind this is uh, Kai and Lola were the lead lobby members of a carbon fee and dividend endorsement uh, by our county board of supervisors and. The county board enthusiastically endorsed and asked them to come in to receive the gold resolution. And tragically and ironically, uh, we're in Sonoma County, and, and the day we were to come in was the second day of the Sonoma fires. And so the, the face masks were definitely not uh, contrived. They were, they were necessary at that moment. And lastly, I'm speaking up for my youngest nephew, Mo, and I'll come back to, to him at the end. I also just want to put it out there. My intentions are to be respectful and positive and uh, as Gandhian as I can be. Uh, It's a a high bar, but um, that's my intention. Okay, so I'm going to, Schools for Climate Action started when we came back from that June CCL lobby meeting. And for years I had been trying to get my school district to take a stand on climate action in order to protect current and future students. And I hadn't gone very far with them, but we decided to um, to actually work with the school district where I live. Uh, so we came back from DC. We formed a youth adult team that included my own children and uh, a couple children who were um, a couple youth at a local high school. And we sent some emails and we set up a, a meeting with. Uh, our most likely school board champion. So we met with an individual school board member and it was just me and two youth. And we proposed a a resolution calling for climate action. So an endorsement of climate action. Uh, We followed that up in August with some emails and we met with two more individual school board members. In September, a youth adult team presented at a school board meeting. October November, everything was pretty crazy around here uh, due to the fires, but lo and behold, December fourth uh, our resolution passed and at the time it was likely the the strongest statement on the need for climate action in order to protect current and future students by any school board in the country and I'll talk a little bit more later about why that's significant. and there's kaya W, uh, a senior and you can see the school board members are delighted to to have a youth uh, speak. And there's Joey T. He's an eighth grader in the basketball union school district. Uh, And just some language from that resolution. Uh, Some of it's soft language uh, that's going to shift paradigms and change paradigms. Climate change is a children's issue. All leaders, all elected leaders should be uh, taking action on climate change. It also has uh, kind of action items that I think should be really interesting to Generation One Eighty folks, it creates a district climate change committee that, that's meeting monthly and is going to make follow-on recommendations to the uh, board, including the ones I highlighted in orange. I think are are most relevant to Generation One Eighty folks. So uh, you know, we were just absolutely thrilled with this uh, this success, and we've had uh, we've been very surprised at how quickly, uh, less than six weeks later, another local school district passed the same resolution with actually no direct advocacy from us. Um, So let me just talk a little bit about the spiral of silence and school boards. The spiral of silence is a theory that was developed in the 70s that tries to explain a situation in which a majority of people can hold a common belief but they hold it privately And the perception of the prevailing public opinion might actually be contrary to this private belief uh, that the majority of the people actually hold. So, Andy Lizerowitz and the uh, great folks at the Yale program on climate change communication recognized a spiral of silence related to climate change. Essentially, uh, half of Americans are interested or think global warming is very important. Yet in in 2016, they rarely or never talked about it. And as a um, school teacher and a member of an institution that exists to create great outcomes, great future outcomes for children, I see this spiral of silence. Uh, There's two numbers up on the screen right now, 90,000 and 168,000. There are 90,000 school board members in the country these are the only elected leaders with a singular focus on children and creating great futures for children. Uh, these are people that have committed enormous amounts of time, uh, volunteering for their communities to create great schools for kids. And yet, as uh, you know, I searched all over, very few school board members have taken an official stand on the need for climate action to protect these children that they spend so much time working for 168,000 are just the number of school board meetings in the country and i just imagine the word cloud of every word spoken in this in school board meetings and again this is official public discourse of people with a singular focus on this next generation the generation that will bear uh, any burden of our inaction on climate change and very, very few times will you even see the word climate change mentioned. So I think this is a a spiral of silence effect for sure. So this is our uh, graph of 90,000 school board members, as far as we can tell 45 have officially spoken up and I just want to say it's not because they're not great people. Uh, They really are great community members awesome Americans, loving, compassionate adults. We just haven't found the precedent and the language for them to use. And I suspect that there is a vast untapped potential. Uh, If we can provide school board members. Okay, I'm trying to advance, trying to advance my screen here. Oh, there we go. Anyhow, the gap between the 45 who have officially spoken up and the 90,000 who may not yet have officially spoken up is huge, and we think there is a vast untapped potential. So at Schools for Climate Action, we're trying to support youth adult teams uh, to go ahead and, and release this potential. And in the process, uh, you should know that it is very very empowering for the youth members uh, to speak in front of a school board, and something really uh, amazing happens when youth stand up in these official public forums. Uh, the school board members and all adults there are touched and moved and experience paradigm shifts that uh, eventually will we'll build to science-based climate policies, we hope. Okay, and so just one quick example of having broken the spiral of silence locally by school boards on climate change, uh, Sonoma County Office of Education Board, just passed a commitment to climate change resolution in uh, on february first and we used a very similar advocacy strategy there's uh the youth adult team we had just met with our the president herman hernandez but we forgot to take a picture so be better about taking pictures than we've been uh there's uh lola at the school board meeting just one week later and this was Two weeks, uh, two months ahead of our planned schedule, they passed a school board resolution that included a carbon pricing mention and encouraged local school districts to engage in nonpartisan advocacy to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So we think this is this is now the strongest statement. It uh, it eclipsed Sebastopol unions and we're just absolutely thrilled with it. Okay, so just thinking about the spiral of silence. And the time we invested to break the spiral of silence, I don't know if you can see the mini the mini stopwatch there, but <clears throat> it actually took relatively little time to break the spiral of silence on the need for climate action. So we think it's a, a, a relatively good problem to have. I just want to put a plug out uh, for everyone doing this kind of work. Danella Meadows thinking and systems book, especially the leverage points chapter uh, really is important. uh, It has been important for me. Okay, a little bit more about school board resolutions. School board leaders, school board uh, members are grass tops leaders and it's a huge cohort that could be activated uh, in our effort to to enact uh, science based climate policies. Uh, It's a really easy way to engage youth in uh in climate activism and advocacy uh it it schools need to be speaking up on climate change because remaining silent uh undermines our institutional coherence all of the messages we we want to send kids that uh adults take care of the big things that we need to show responsibility that we have to pick up after ourselves all of those values are undermined by by silence on on uh, the need for climate action. So there's a little bit more about school boards. I think I've covered this. So in terms of replicating our process. So now I'm just going to give you some pointers on working with school boards. Um, Think about forming teams that include uh, multi-stakeholders. So there's sort of a hierarchy of school district stakeholders and the students are definitely at the top of that hierarchy. And then parents followed by teachers and school staff and constituents and community members. So I really encourage you, if you're gonna work with school districts and school boards, form uh, a multi-stakeholder team and make sure there's youth. And as much as possible, include youth at uh, at every meeting that you have with uh, school district folks. You can't always do it, but shoot for that. I also really encourage you to include CCL members or Generation 180 members or Schools for Climate Action members or just other community members with experience in this Gandhian type lobbying or advocacy. It is so important that um, that we stay positive and we build positive relationships and that we view everyone, even people who disagree with us, as potential future allies and, and worthy human beings. And that's a high, high bar, but uh, our work is, is worth it. Um, at school board meetings, there is nothing that moves school board members more than having youth come. They rarely get youth come, and they, uh, they, most of the people who speak at school board meetings are unfortunately frustrated and angry. So a respectful, articulate, positive youth uh, is just a breath of fresh air. Active youth are terribly overscheduled. So if you want to get them engaged, try to get a big pool of youth. And sometimes you'll just have to scaffold things. Uh, The adults may have to set the meetings and send the reminders. And then, you know, if you invite three youth to come and, and Uh, Hopefully, at least one of them won't have basketball practice or a big homework assignment the night that, uh, that they're scheduled to speak. And just as you work with school boards, these school board members are volunteers. They work all day, and then often they're handed a board packet that is hundreds of pages long, that's got an incredible number of spreadsheets. Uh, most of what they're asked to make decisions about is actually quite boring. It's policy stuff. <clears throat> it's uh, budget minutiae. They don't have a staff like other politicians. They're not paid. So it's good to keep in mind that when we present to school board members, we really need to appreciate them for their time, their commitment to the community. And uh, we we just can't Uh, let ourselves get in a place where we uh, convey anger or frustration um, when, when we're working with them. And just as Generation 180 members, I really encourage you to check out, hit these links and check out San Diego Union School District or San Francisco's carbon neutral schools resolution and San Diego Unified's uh, 100% renewable by 2035 resolution. Those are uh, amazing resolutions and very relevant to your work. Okay, so just to close now, um, I just want you to think about the difference. Uh, there's Mo. By the time that he is my youngest daughter's June's age, so when he's 11, think about this: the way my children learned the story of climate <clears throat> climate change uh and how i could not give them a an answer about why we're allowing this to happen as adults and just imagine the possibility if we do our work and we get it done mo is going to turn 10 and it's going to be such a different story um and there's a whole bunch of grief and loss that he won't have to face because you know all the good people at CCL and generation 180 and all Americans are gonna step up to this challenge um, so I just want to go back and and close um you know uh, <clears throat> this photo was taken probably um a year after my godfather Pete Benson was killed <coughs> in Vietnam, and he was one of the last fifty americans killed and and I don't remember him, but uh I saw the, the legacy of grief in my, in my parents uh, and I also saw that they were mistreated by many Americans um, for their service and I saw this amazing resilience and faith in our country and you know despite all of their sacrifices and the hardships they faced, they, they loved America and they loved our democratic process, warts and all, and they had faith in it, and they have faith in it. And having seen this kind of inspirational leadership, I know that we are not a people who will back down from this challenge. We we can lead the world, and we can step up uh, on this challenge of meeting climate change. So as Americans, we share, a Great heritage and an inspirational history, and we just need to draw on that because we are—we are not. I am not going to uh, be the be the ones that that back down from this. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening. And um, time for Q and A.
0: Thank you so much for that presentation and just for sharing your your personal experience, your successes out in California um, and just your insight into how to best work with school boards and how to involve young people. Um, I'd love to open it up for questions. We have you know, a few minutes for questions. So I have people here in the room with me and I also have people online. So if you're an online attendee, you can actually type a question into the question box in the control panel that you see and I will be able to see your question and call on you. And when I call on you, then you can unmute yourself and ask your question. So I will open it up and see if there are any questions in the question box or here in the room with me in Charlottesville, Virginia. Does anyone have any questions for Park? Okay, so Park, while we're waiting on, oh, here we go. so joe jordan let me um unmute you please and you can ask your question
2: hi hi. can you hear me
1: yes yes
2: okay good good uh yeah uh, there was some song i forget who did it said how long has this been going on anyway i just found out about this via an email from park Uh, i'm a ccler in santa cruz which now has a mushrooming contingent, uh, I don't know, 100 official members, maybe 30 active, but, um, and uh, so this is the first one of these I've seen, and uh, Park is definitely a kindred spirit. I've done a whole lot in this community and beyond to uh, solarize schools, and um, I'm a little impatient with resolutions. I mean, they're great, and we just got the Santa Cruz City Council to do a resolution endorsing carbon fee and dividend, which is great, but, but I you know, I want to get solar out there and, and actually highlight the reason why we're doing it other than just saving money and you know all that, uh, get the students educated and the teachers in the schools and the staff that hey, this is something going on at our school and here's what it's helping to do in the world and for the future of everybody. But um, so maybe you've been doing this for a year and I just didn't know about it or uh, it looks like this is a part of an ongoing series. Uh, Anyway, I really encourage it. It's really cool, and I'm glad I was able to catch it this morning I'm also glad it's short because as I emailed earlier on the chat there I'm doing this national global radio show which we've done 57 of we've done it for over a year now It's called planet watch radio. I keep meaning to announce this to the whole NorCal CCL or even the national It's all about science and nature climate and energy technology and environment truth and action and the future of the world Will be airing today, two to three PM live uh, PST, uh, California time, uh, hey, Joe. at uh, PlantWatchRadio dot
1: com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can I just jump in and um, just address just a couple points? Thank you very much for the the question. And one, I just wanted to encourage you to uh, learn more about uh, Generation One Hundred and Eighty because it um, it sounds like like they're they're really trying to build out the the energy side of uh, kind of all the CCL type efforts. So I think, you know, if you're interested in solar, definitely check, you know, sign up for generation 180 stuff. And then in terms of um, frustration with resolutions, that is a really understandable position. And, and I, it makes sense in some ways. I just wanted to put a, uh explanation about why these things are important. So there's there's really sort of three reasons that I see. One is that these resolutions uh, we can get them in the hands of CCL lobby teams and they are you know political gold currency and literally um, you know they, it may not make as much sense in districts represented by members of Congress who are already engaged in uh, climate action but it becomes very very valuable if if we can set a precedent and, and share our templates and share this language in places where it might be easy to pass a resolution like this, when we get resolutions in districts whose members of Congress are not engaged in climate action. Uh, And so this has happened up in Lake Tahoe since we've started this campaign, um, partly because of pre-existing efforts, but partly because of our efforts. There are now two school boards in uh, Representative McClintock's district, for example, that have language saying climate change is a children's issue. So thinking about going in and engaging with with his office and him, these are really, really valuable resolutions. The second thing, the uh, Sebastopol Union Resolution creates a climate change committee to make actionable recommendations uh, to the school board about things like facilities and operations and uh, curriculum and educational opportunities. So these climate change committees provide a natural channel for Generation 180 folks or CCL folks to plug into school districts and start influencing uh, the institutional culture there. And then the last reason is really just, uh, Danella Meadows says she looks at 12 different leverage points in complex systems and changing paradigms is, is the most effective leverage point. And just getting a youth standing in front of a school board explaining why climate change is a generational justice issue goes a long way to help change paradigms
2: yeah i think you're totally right on on all that stuff and i have to say i spoke a little too uh exaggeratedly i i i think resolutions are necessary but not sufficient I, the part i get impatient with is that i see people being all thrilled and patting themselves on the back too much that okay we got this wonderful resolution well, well that's just the start okay if you and if you can't get a resolution then you're not going to get anywhere else either <laughs> so i uh, totally agree and i was going to ask what generation 180 means my theory is that it means hey we're going in one direction and we kind of need to do an about face and not only stop emitting carbon but get it out of the atmosphere big time while we're at it is that something,
1: well, I, is that- I, I I I just encourage you to, to learn more about Generation 180 because I, I do know that it is also influenced by the the citizens climate lobby approach, which I, I, I think is uh, really, really valuable. And I see them as sort of being the natural partners to do exactly what you're talking about. Like CCL or Schools for Climate Action can maybe create a bow wave where we've got this sense of urgency. We we were speaking publicly about, you know the the loss that we're going to face uh if we don't get it into gear and um you know generation 180 is, is is helping build out the clean energy infrastructure so i i think they're they're a really logical ally and partner for for our work and let me just ask you are did and i
2: hear correctly that, that you
1: uh,
2: are you in Je- thomas jeffersonville there middle virginia northern virginia
0: yes, Sharlow, yes we so. are this is tish okay, I, Tabon. um I'm, I'm yes, I'm going to have to wrap up the Q&A right now but um Park thank you for the plug for Generation 180 and Joe thank you for your question. Thank we you. are based thank in Charlottesville, Virginia and I'm from
2: Virginia myself originally.
0: Excellent. Well good. Well thank you for your question and good luck on your um, interview later.
2: ZBSradio.com. Thank Thank you. For
0: sharing <laughs> Great. Well, Park, I'm going to have to wrap it up here, but thank you so much for your questions. I just have one follow up question. And in your campaign, kind of related to what Joe asked, um, I know you have a goal for a number of resolutions, and then do you have some part of your campaign as to how, what, um, what's next, or how to continue with that follow through with some of these school districts?
1: Well, um, we're primarily focused on uh, supporting youth adult teams. Uh, to, to get school board climate action resolutions. And, and we don't see ourselves as having the capacity to necessarily uh, do all the follow-up with the school boards. We're kind of, we're hoping that, that, you know, if they set up these climate change committees, they have sort of the, the knowledge uh, and they can, they can set up this process where outside groups can plug into them and just with the resources within the districts, they can start uh, shifting the, the institutions more towards addressing climate change. Um,
0: right.
1: Yeah. So our, our, our focus right. is like the, the paradigm shift. Right. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Park. Um, I think that was really informative and insightful what you had to share. And I know our our teams here will be, um, thinking and talking about what you had to say today as we kind of move forward in our. Um, campaign to work with schools nationwide to go solar. So I'll circle back, let me see if I can get the presentation sharing to work this time.
1: And also just if anyone has questions or wants uh, advice, feel free to reach out.